Gunnar Joe Budford, Menborough. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from the 6th of July, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Start this week with some extremely bad news about Georgia's democratic future. As we know, the Georgian dream, or Otsneva, is very worried about how unpopular they are, how difficult it will be for them to win the parliamentary elections in 2024. So what do they do? On Monday, the 3rd, Parliament successfully and terrifyingly overrode President Salome Zurbashvili's veto on amendments to the Electoral Code, modifying the process of electing the chairman and members of the Central Elections Commission, or CEC. The veto overrode means that the Parliament chairman will now possess complete authority to establish the commission, handpick and present all candidates, and conduct the election, all with a simple majority in the parliament. The president criticized the new election process, stating that it constituted a unilateral decision, which it, of course, did. This is a complete takeover of the election administration of the country. Stay relentless. On to Ukraine and Georgia. On Saturday the 1st, President Zelensky sanctioned Georgian Airways and Tamas Gayashvili, the company's chairman. The airline recently resumed direct flights to Russia and had planned to introduce stopovers for Russians heading to Europe. In response, Levan Tavitashvili, Minister of Economy, said that this was an unacceptable and unfriendly decision, which does not fit into the standard relations between Georgia and Ukraine. He also blamed the opposition for using their connections with the Ukrainian government to sanction Georgian companies and citizens. Continuing with Misha's court hearings on Monday the 3rd, Misha attended his trial hearing in Tbilisi City Court via an online platform. This particular case is about the 2007, meaning 16 years ago, violent breakup of an opposition protest in Capital City when he was in office. Misha's frail physical condition raised concerns among opposition and Georgia's international partners, including, once again, Ukraine's President Zelensky. Moldova President Maya Sandu and several members of the European Parliament who urged the European authorities to transfer him abroad for medical treatment. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine requested that Georgian ambassador depart from Kiev for 48 hours and return to Tbilisi to discuss Misha's imprisonment and transfer to Ukraine. Remember that Misha is a citizen of Ukraine. Shava Papuashvili, parliamentary speaker, denied that the government is slowly killing Misha, which almost everybody believes, as opposition members and members of parliament constantly say. He recalled that the European Court of Human Rights rejected Misha's plea for medical transfer abroad. Moving on to the assaults on the opposition, on Friday the 30th, Georgian Dreamer, Otsneva party activist and municipal employees confronted Levan Khabeshvili, United National Movement chairman, during his meeting with local residents in Kaspi. They aggressively insulted him and assaulted him physically and damaged his car. During a live broadcast, Otsneva activists also assaulted journalist Georgi Achalkatsi from the opposition-oriented broadcaster Mtkhvari Archi, accusing him of spreading false information. Natsebi has urged the Ministry of Internal Affairs to respond promptly to these attacks. The Ministry of Interior has started investigating the the violent events in Kaspi, at least according to they themselves. Speaking of journalists, the Committee to Protect Journalists, or CPJ, has selected Nika Gvaramia, founder of Mpkvadiarki, as one of the four recipients of the 2023 International Press Freedom Awards. The CPJ acknowledges journalists who continue to report the news despite government crackdowns, kidnappings, exiles, and increased criminalization of their work. Jody Ginsburg, CPJ president, praised the award-winning journalists for their efforts to expose corruption and misconduct. The awards ceremony will take place in New York City in November. 
or on human rights. On Wednesday the 5th, Georgian Young Lawyers Association, or GILA, issued a report on the violence journalists and individuals suffered exactly two years ago during the Pride March. The report states that Gaila has assisted 19 victims, including 17 members of the media, in court cases over the past two years. The Tbilisi City Court has issued several guilty verdicts. However, the Tbilisi Court of Appeal overturned the verdict of some of the perpetrators and acquitted them of participating in organized group violence. Gaila stated, quote, It is clear that despite the punishment of certain perpetrators, the authority in charge of criminal proceedings, does not have the necessary will to punish the organizers of violent actions, the leader, or the persons who publicly incited violent acts, end quote. Moving on to Garibashvili's annual report to Parliament, on Friday the 30th, Prime Minister Ilakhli Garibashvili presented the government's annual report to the Georgian Parliament and answered MPs' questions. Garibashvili highlighted an 8% GDP growth in the January-May period of 2023, he did not mention how much of that related to Russians buying real estate. He also mentioned an overall GDP growth of 10% over the past two years. He also announced an increased budget of 233 million Georgian lari, around 90 million U.S. dollars. Again, not mentioning how much of that was from Russian citizens newly arrived in the country since the attack on Ukraine. He also discussed assistance in providing housing for internally displaced persons, meaning payments before the election. The plan involves giving new apartments to 13,000 families and building new homes in rural areas for 7,000 families. Karabashvili lied that obtaining EU candidate status remains the government's top priority, then hilariously and cynically criticized the European Union for making a significant mistake by not granting Georgia the status, the candidate status, while awarding it to Moldova and Ukraine. This guy. We have some important medical news. On Tuesday the 4th, Biochem Pharma, a Georgian-based biopharmaceutical company that develops and a sustainable alternative to antibiotics via bacteriophages, announced that it had completed a 6 million euro modernization project at its historic phage manufacturing facility in Tbilisi. The EU and European Bank for Reconstruction Development, EBRD, were critical partners to reach the project's aim, antimicrobial resistance, and the development of bacteriophage therapy in Georgia. EBRD provided a significant loan. The Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations also provided a modest 125,000 euro grant for the modernization of the facility. Moving on to international news, on Tuesday the 4th, Janosher Burchuladze, defense minister, met with his Swedish counterpart, Carl Oskar Hoblin, in Sweden. They discussed regional security challenges, bilateral cooperation between Georgia and Sweden, and relations with NATO. Speaking of NATO, Kaya Kalas, Estonian prime minister and possible next NATO secretary general, mentioned Georgia's NATO aspirations. Kalas said that Ukraine and Georgia have decoupled in their NATO membership paths because Georgian leadership doesn't believe in NATO membership. Quote, they don't really push that agenda that much, end quote. She stressed that Kharabashvili blamed NATO for the war in Ukraine, which is not true, as NATO is a defense alliance, and neither NATO nor Ukraine provoked Russia's attack. <laughs> On Wednesday the 5th, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the OSCE, Parliamentary Assembly called for the immediate 
and unconditional removal of Russian military forces from Georgia's occupied territories of Abkhazia and Srinvali or South Ossetia. The assembly adopted the Vancouver Declaration during its 30th annual session, emphasizing the importance of actively engaging in a peaceful resolution to the Russia-Georgia conflict while respecting Georgia's independence, sovereignty, and territorial integrity within its internationally recognized borders. In Imereti, on Tuesday the 4th, the organization Partnership for Human Rights, or PHR, reported that the Kutaisi City Court established that Pata Dorgrashvili, coach of the women's football club, Marsve, sexually harassed nine female football players. PHR said that, quote, this is the first court decision where a football club and a coach were found responsible for sexual harassment and ordered to pay damages. We congratulate the female footballers on this victory and encourage everyone to fight for their rights, end quote. Kutaisi City Court ordered the offender and the football club to pay 36,000 lati, about 13,000 U.S. dollars for moral damages. Also on Tuesday, the opening of the Anaklia Ganmukhuri sea season took place. Visitors enjoyed diverse entertainment, cultural activities throughout the day, such as a bicycle marathon, gastronomy exhibition, and a free entrance to the water park in Ganmukhuri. The festivities culminated with Tamara, a ginormous concert with a famous Georgian DJ. And this week, with some investment news, on Tuesday, the 4th, the Asian Development Bank announced that it would invest 20 million lari, about 8 million U.S. dollars, to deploy zero-emission light road and non-road electric vehicles in Georgia and expand the charging networks with 70 new stations. Targeta Motors, one of Georgia's big automotive products and service companies, will receive the investment in lorry-denominated green bonds for two years and six months. Bakhtan Karachaba, executive director of Targeta Motors, stated that the company is committed pioneering the issuance of green bonds to support national efforts in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. This is Georgia Rorschach Update, and it is one of several country-specific podcasts we do. There are others, but we've always wanted to try some other topics less tangible than countries, and we finally have. Last week, we launched the Rorschach Ocean Update, about the 70% of the Earth's surface covered in salt water, as well as the Rorschach multilateral update covering the world's major multilateral institutions coming soon the rorschach arctic update you can look for them in your podcast listening apps or follow the links in the show notes tell your friends Nachmandis.